and welcome to the Postmodern Art Podcast, the podcast dedicated to giving artists who are wowing the world over the platform they deserve. I am your host, Nathan Raglan, and for today's episode, I think you guys are going in for a pretty sick episode. This week's guests are members of the new independent animation team, Sick Mutt, Lum and Marino. Lum is a rising voice actor with a plethora of different voices at their disposal, while Marino is an outstanding animator and a student of animation themselves, with a certain particular asphyxiation towards a uh, advertising noid, to say the least. This was a fun conversation, one that was so much energy and just a lot of fun that I hope you guys are able to get through with every single second of this episode. If you enjoy this dynamic duo, make sure you support them with the links down in the description below and definitely keep up with Sick Mutt because in fact that they should be ramping up some of their production really soon. If you enjoy the podcast, make sure you like, share, subscribe, or follow whatever audio streaming platform you prefer. Leave five stars wherever you can. I see that stuff. I absolutely love it. If you want to go even further with that support, maybe you should consider dropping by the merch shop at pmap.creator-spring.com. There, there are some fantastic designs done by some outstanding artists that you need to be wearing right now. Right now. Literally. Go to the shop, buy something, rep it, because it looks absolutely incredible. And hey... If you just want a place to talk more about this stuff or talk about the artists, talk with some of the artists, in fact, maybe you should consider joining the Discord server, the Artist Sanctuary. Link to that will be in the description below because we've already developed a fun little community and would love to see you be a part of it today. But now, without further ado, please enjoy the Postmodern Art Podcast. Hey, say, guys, excited, nervous, anxious, all the emotions... <laughs> I'm pretty excited, if I, I do know, say so myself. I'm kind of nauseous, not gonna lie. Nauseous? <laughs> do I need? To, do I need that? Kind of sickly. I said, do I need to get you some? Uh, what's the Alka Seltzer? Some Gas X? Uh, <laughs> I, I, I could try to send it to you. I don't know how long it take. I also might need an address, but I could, I could try to help. <laughs> please, please. <laughs> Uh, again, wonderful. I'm already enjoying the vibe. So I will go ahead and give you guys a couple heads up. Uh, I apologize if you hear any background noise on my end. We have a couple of dogs that are here. You know, stuff happens. There's not much I can control. There's only so much I can control in here. Yeah, that sounds okay. I, <laughs> yeah, I might have some background noise, but my computer doesn't really pick up everything. So. Yeah. Same with me. I might have a little bit of background noise, or you might hear the, the cars outside. So, yeah. so just so you know. You might hear the atomic bombs going off, but we're all good. <laughs> Thank God, finally! <laughs> Mommy, that's, that's why I always recorded at a bomb shelter, all right? I'm always prepared for this kind of stuff. I'm prepared for any situation. I need to take notes. <laughs> <laughs> it's, what, it's one of those, a bomb shelter should not be your last resort. A bomb shelter should be the best place possible at the end of time. So that's why I make it nice and cozy. Yeah, it's true. Actually, um, Sigma Animation is actually headquartered in the uh, the Tapir Cave at the zoo. So just so you know, oh, there we go. <laughs> that's that's ingenuity right there, more than anything else. <laughs> All right, Lum Marina. Before we really get the podcast going, I want to start with the icebreaker question of the podcast. Let's say you get an opportunity to go to a deserted island on your own accord. It's just you alone with your thoughts. You get to kick back, relax, breathe. Get to truly just enjoy yourselves for a little bit. To help make sure you don't go completely insane on this island, because it is like accommodations and stuff. I'm not like 
throwing you on some random pile of sand in the middle of the Pacific Ocean. It, it that you will be comfortable here, but <laughs> to help with these vibes, you get to bring one piece of media or one piece of art with you to help go with whatever vibe oh. you're trying to go for. If given this opportunity, what would that one piece be? Well, you go first. <laughs> Thank you very much for inviting me on the podcast. I, I really would like to bring uh, Bobby's Genie Adventure from the Game Boy Color with me. I could just have like fun, like just like playing that for like hours and hours, and you know I'll never get bored of it. Like I don't even care if like like crabs come up to me and like nip my skin off. I don't care. I just would play Bobby's Magical Genie Adventure for the Game Boy Color all day. Yeah. <laughs> I I, I I did not expect that explosion of a response, but thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Do you care to elaborate on why specifically that game? <laughs> um, I would probably actually bring that game so that way, like, I wouldn't be like, I if like in case like say like I want to get off the island one day, I could just like use it as like a flying carpet and then just like oh. <laughs> build like a flying carpet out of like crabs and like sand <laughs> and then like just fly off the island to I don't know uh Detroit <laughs> Detroit specifically yeah why, why would you I, go I don't know where else to... <laughs> would you... I don't know where <laughs> go you go I would just I would go to Detroit because it would be the last place you would expect me to go. Whoa. Well, it'll, it'll, also, it'll also probably be the last place you'll be because you get there and they'll try to steal that flying carpet made out of crabs. <laughs> That's okay. I could just steal a car and drive my way back home. So there you go. Well, there you go. <laughs> there you go. And uh, Marina, what about you? Mine is mine is less funny. I, I can't – I really – can't function without music, so I would bring okay. my entire Frank Zappa CD collection. Ah, uh, you know <laughs> what? <laughs> Sorry, you know what? I should have expected that, knowing some of the stuff that you've done animation for or whatnot. <laughs> <laughs> I have to ask Ralph the bat because you did just bring it up. What is it about Frank Zappa that just like gets to you, that, like connects with you on a personal level? I think so. It's kind. Of, I really. I also really like underground comics from the seventies, and he's kind of like the music version of that. Mm -hmm. Like, uh, he's. I can't even like begin to describe what I like about him. He's just like a pure genius, and, and he has such a unique style. I mean that that's valid, and I think a lot of people, at, at least you know, after the fact, after everything's all said and done, I think they can agree with you on that with some of the stuff that he's <laughs> able to bring. I know at the time he was like what one of the most unpopular figures or whatnot because his stuff was just like that out there i guess so yeah he was uh that so it um mothers of invention started in like the 60s and that was and they were very anti-hippie movement <laughs> so not too popular <laughs> yeah there you go but so the the frank zappa collection and bobby's genie world correct me if i <laughs> Barbie's genie world. Barbie's. Barbie's genie world. Barbie's genie world. <laughs> Barbie's genie world. <laughs> I'm going to <laughs> I am so sorry. I am so sorry for that miscommunication right there. Okay. But Barbie's genie world and the Frank Zappa collection. <laughs> those are your guys' answers. You're locking that in. Yes. All right, then. then. If that's the case, I cannot think of a better way to start the Postmodern Art Podcast. Welcome, everyone. I am your host, Nathan Ragland. Uh, feel free to like, share, subscribe, or follow whatever audio streaming platform you prefer. You can support the podcast on Patreon. Go to patreon.com slash PMAP. 
and follow us on Twitter and Instagram at PostModArtPod for future updates and guest announcements, including today's guests. <clears throat> they are the dynamic duo behind the animation team Sick Mutt, one being a rising voice actor with a range of voices and impressions at their disposal, the other an animator with a plethora of unique characters and an obsession with a certain noid. Welcome to the <laughs> podcast, Lum and Marino! I was clapping, but it didn't pick it up. Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> wow! Uh, I, I, I know I said this before, but the energy you guys are already exuding when we had just started the podcast. Oh, I hope this carries through. Because uh, I'm already loving it. Um, once again, thank you guys for making the time to be here today. I really do appreciate it. Um, I know I initially asked Marina to be on here, but Marina had such wonderful words about Lum to where I knew I had to have both of you guys on to really talk about what you guys are creating and the stuff you're pushing out there. But before we really divulge into that, I want to go back just a little bit, if I may. I want to know more or less the origin story of you guys. What got you both interested in art and animation in the first place? Uh, I think I'll go first this time. So <laughs> I actually, for my teen years, I was drawing anime okay. like every other teen. But then um, I saw like a page on Instagram in like 2016 and they would they would just post like clips of old Betty Boop cartoons. And I I was really drawn to it that I just like researched everything about it and started watching every old cartoon I could find. Okay. Okay, you know, that's a good start, especially just, like, the history of animation alone. And I know we'll definitely divulge a little bit into that, because in fact that, correct me if I'm wrong, you take a lot of inspiration from the history of animation. <laughs> yes, it's a good, strong, yes. It's a good, strong foundation. Lum, how about yourself? What got you interested in art and animation in the first place? Um, I think, because, of course, I, I may market myself as a voice actor, I guess, but I do draw on occasion, mm -hmm. and I really started, I, I don't know, I don't want to say I started young, I would say maybe, like, eight or nine because i was like a i was a, i was going through a phase i was an edgy teen so i drew <laughs> edgy stuff like like who else didn't but it was actually because of people like marino with where i started to like develop my own style and take inspiration from things that i liked when i was a kid instead of like you know stuff that makes me seem cool or edgy i guess so i well, guess that's why yeah um i sorry for interrupting but i oh, no worries uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but I remember like in 2017 or something, you just DM'd me asking to be friends, and then we started talking. Is that true? Yeah, it's true. There you go. Because <laughs> I liked your art so much, I was like, wow, this person <laughs> is very social, and they have a cool style. I want to be <laughs> friends with that person. Amazing. I'm going to say I haven't been a fan of that long, but I I can certainly get where love is coming from more than anything else because the first instant <laughs> I saw of your art, like I'm going to be honest with you, I fell in love with it instantly. And again, I'll definitely divulge a lot more into that later. But <laughs> Thank you so much, though. <laughs> oh, no problem. No problem. Trust me. Again, you're going to get a lot more compliments with stuff. Both of you guys are going to get a lot more compliments from me. I promise you that. Thank but you. <laughs> but – I, I want to know, like, when did it go from just, like, a general love for the arts and animation and such to a passion of wanting to make it your career? Uh, Lum, do you want to take a turn? Um, sure. Um, I think the main thing that we wanted to, like, when we started, like, thinking, like, okay, we want to, like, really go into this is because um, I had noticed, we had both noticed that Mo Marino has been making, like, small little animations on their instagrams and mm -hmm. twitters for uh, a little while now and so i thought i don't know who came up with the idea was it either i think it was either me or you 
who were, yeah. were like, okay, well, we have these animations and it's a very good style, very fluid. We just thought, okay, well, what if people want to see this? Like, like go, like real, like full length animation. And so it started out as like a at first as like a little like, like a joke. And we're like, oh yeah, we'll start our own animation company in the industry. <laughs> <laughs> but then we were like, oh well, we could actually probably do this. And like, yeah, we could pull crew. it off. <laughs> we have a crew. Marino has followers. So. Yeah, yeah. And we were like, all right, well, we'll just get a couple of these people that we really like, and uh, some other people who helped us along the way, and we'll just be like, all right, we'll start the animation company. Yeah, that's that's how I remember it too. Like I, I remember we would joke at a, a joke about it at first, but then it's like, oh, that's a good idea. <laughs> yeah, I mean, especially nowadays with the internet or whatnot, like being able to go out there and actually produce your own independent animation, it's not well, it's still very, 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 very difficult. But it's not as hard as everyone yeah. makes it out to be. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And got to start somewhere, you know? Exactly. And I, I know that for both of you, like, you guys have certainly got a good foundation with some of the stuff. Uh, I know, what was it, like, you know, we've been talking, uh, yeah. I'm sorry, I'm going to be honest with y'all. <laughs> I am both nervous and excited when it comes to this conversation. I've been really excited <laughs> for this for a long time. I don't know why I'm getting so tongue-tied about this. Um, <laughs> but, all right, I got this. Um. No, it's, it's wonderful knowing that, like, there's this good foundation, like, with both of you. Um, I know, especially with Lum, I definitely want to divulge a lot more to you right now because I know for you, like, the main thing for you, at least that I've noticed, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, voice acting. You're a voice actor, or, yeah, you are a voice actor, and I've been excited to, to hear some of the stuff that you had handed. What got you interested in wanting to go into that in the first place? Um, I think something that really, like, wanted me to, like get into say voice acting and like making like a you know making like myself for it is like i see all these like wonderful voice actors like on the internet and they're they have a really good voice and even like I, it just starts so, like simply started out as like me doing like small little impressions at school and then i thought to myself i was like oh wow this i i have a really weird malleable voice maybe i could be a voice actor oh there you go and <laughs> And, like, I started making, like, little small videos, like, on Twitter or, like, Instagram, like, where I would just, like, dub stupid memes. And then I would, and pe I would get, like, <laughs> maybe, like, a, a thousand likes. And I'd be like, oh, my God, I, I could do this, like, full time or, like, I could be a voice actor. Oh, yeah. No, absolutely. Can you remember some of the uh, the first voice actors that you saw that made you realize, oh, yeah, I could totally do this? Like, anyone that you could think of or shout out? Um, I think... Well, one of them I noticed a lot is a uh, Gamer Duck. Yes. Uh, Gamer Duck I know does a lot of really awesome voices, and I really wanted to try and like sort of like emulate his style. But I don't want to like take too much from it. I mean, my right. I, my main avatar is a duck, but I mean like I don't really like use it as like oh I'm trying to rip off Gamer Duck sort of thing. <laughs> but um, I also really look toward professional more professional voice actors like like Eric Bowser or say like Billy West. Even those are really big inspirations for me. When it comes to what voice about acting. Charlie Adler and Charlie Adler too? <laughs> there you go, Charlie Adler. <laughs> um, Charlie Adler is probably my biggest, like biggest, biggest inspiration for me nah. because he he literally it's the thing I really like about him is that he can take like literally he can find like the perfect voice for like any character imaginable and make it work. 
Mm-hmm. Like he, like he's like this super tall, like really sort of like he looks like he would sound like really gruff, like really deep voice. But he then he like switches into like <laughs> the cow voice, and it's like, oh my god, this is the same guy. Yes, yes. Oh my god, I was thinking like literally just like cow and chicken. Just like how many voices has he done for that show alone? I mean, let's be honest. <laughs> he did all three of the main characters yep. and uh, Baboon and I Am Weasel. Yep. Yep, and I mean that. Like, you want to talk about like legends? Like, I, you know, people give a lot of praise when it comes to the likes of like Rob Paulson, uh, you know, Marley, Maurice Lamarge, Phil Lamar, and obviously they deserve their respect. But like, I feel like Charlie Adler deserves a lot more love and respect, in my opinion. Yes, very much so. Another person I really like, I think, deserves a lot more respect is Carlos Ellis Rocky. Yes. Um, yes. Ellis Rocky. Um, Ellis Rocky was a really big inspiration of mine because uh. He was a fellow Latino voice actor like me, but also because I wanted to sort of he he also was like Charlie Adler in a way like where he could find like the perfect voice for any character and make it stick. But he also had like a way of somehow like shifting his like vocal cords around for like making sure like you you switch to the Crocker voice or you switch to the Taco Bell voice or you switch mm-hmm. to like the Walden voice and like they all sound like completely different. And it's like I really wanted to try to recreate that, I guess. As someone that has also attempted to get into voice acting himself, seeing guys like that and seeing the range that they have, it makes me both it, it both encourages me and frightens me that I don't know if I can hit those. <laughs> I want to hit those notes. Maybe if I get a surgery, I can do it. There you go. <laughs> just uh, just go to Charlie Atler and just be like, hey, look, you're a wonderful voice actor. So do you think we can get a surgery to where we can switch like vocal cords or whatnot? Because I really just want to have what you got. <laughs> Just one little inch. <laughs> just give me the devil voice. That's all I'm asking. At the very least, just give me. Just give me I, I don't care. Just, just give me Ickis. Give me Buster Bunny. I don't. I don't care. I'll even take uh, the one guy you did for uh, Mighty Mutant Animals. I don't care. <laughs> oh my goodness. He, you can correct me if I'm wrong, but you probably like the same lines as me as one of those like yo. Know, if there's like a voice actor that like you know of or whatnot, you want to like dive in as much as possible and see just about everything they've had a hand in or everything they've had a voice in in one aspect for another. <laughs> Yes, very much so. Ah, Jesus. Like, especially, like, again, I know that, like, like obviously the first thing that comes to me is obviously going to be Rob Paulson, but that's probably because he's been able to market himself, I guess, the best when it comes to that stuff. Like, being able to be more open with that stuff, like his own podcast they had, or, you know, the appearances, like, in person or whatnot. But, like, good lord, like, just even looking at his resume, even the stuff that he doesn't talk about, like, good lord. (sighs) I'm envious of voice actors. <laughs> That's why I love talking to you right now. <laughs> oh, thank you. I was going to say is I imagine that, you know, especially just that you're really getting into this and really going all in, like it must be incredible. Like just even playing around with like some voices here and there and trying to figure out like where your range is and what you're able to do. Like it has to be a fun process sometimes. It's a very fun process. Um, The thing that like we typically do is that like one more say like, when we're like scripting for a project, Marina, like they come up to me and they're like, "Hey, uh, I want you to do like the voice for this character," and I'm like, "Okay, uh, what do you want me to do?" And they send me like a little, like sort of like thirty second, maybe like forty second video of the characters and like a slideshow of like a voice, mm-hmm. like a voice that they like associate with the character. Like, say for one of the characters, it was, I believe, uh, the poodle from uh, Shrukums and Me, and so yes, yes, <laughs> and so um. They're like, oh, okay, I'll give it a shot. I'll do a poodle from Shukas and Meat for this character. <laughs> and then, like, it's fun, like, trying to, like, watching a bunch of clips and then, like, trying to, like, nail the voice, like, perfect- like perfectly, I guess. Mm-hmm. No, I, I get it. I totally get that. What was it? The 
the one there's one performance that I did. It was for like an independent video game, and the main reference that the guy gave me is if you ever seen uh, the show Lost, like the 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 doctor that they had for like some of the training videos for or whatnot. That was like the main expression. I'm like, okay, I can certainly try. It was a voice I'd never done before, but lo and behold, I soon became Doctor F, Chief of Lunite Research. Uh, <laughs> it, it's all. Yeah, sorry, go on. <laughs> oh no, I'm sorry. And it's and then it's like really fun because like. Then you get to like hear it back, and it's like, oh wow, I did that voice, and it like, <laughs> and it feels so good. It feels like you nailed it first try, and then like you wake up the next morning and you listen to it again, and you're like, God, this sucks, and you do it again. <laughs> it's a cycle. It's a cycle. <laughs> Very vicious cycle. Oh uh, goodness. I mean, it, you've had some in- like interesting opportunities like already beforehand. Like on top of working with uh, Marino, I at least saw based on your Twitter, you got a chance to work with. Uh, I guess trusty NG or trusty cranberry cranberry cartoons or whatnot. Yes, um, we were working on um uh, reality bites, and I had came up like because uh, I had came up with a script for like a small little episode, and trusty wrote it out, and uh, they were I legitimately like uh, came to his house in Australia with, uh, <laughs> on my hands and knees, like like please let me voice someone funny on the show. <laughs> And so, uh, what's it? I I don't I don't know if I'm allowed to talk about who I play at the moment, but it's a small role. But okay, well, I don't I, mean... I don't I don't know a thing about trustee. So, just so you know, I'm I do do that. I, I'm sorry, I don't mean to keep cutting you off. No, no. Uh, I mean to be fair, again, we're talking on an internet show. You know, cutting into each other is probably gonna be par for the course, one way or another. But um, <laughs> but no, it's one of those like I I imagine I wouldn't say NDA because it's independent, but nevertheless, like it must be incredible because I've actually been seeing some of their stuff. They recently followed me not too long ago on Twitter. Ooh. So hopefully, you know, if they're enjoying the podcast, hi. Pleasure to pleasure to get to talk to you. Uh, you're more than welcome to come on the podcast at some point. Just get in touch with me. Um, but but nevertheless, like it's incredible. Like even just like with reality bites, you can attest to this. You know, getting a chance to voice on the show that just looks like a fun show with so much potential more than anything else. Yes, yes, trusty trusty is a very good animator. I I only did like one. Wait, I I was a. Uh... Oh, what is it called? I did like a keyframe for the PD's invention short. Oh, I was very busy, so I didn't do anything else. <laughs> Still, getting the chance to be involved in the first place I, again, like especially with uh, what little is already out there with Reality Bites. Like again, the potential that show has has me excited more than yeah. anything else. Very much so. It's a great show. Trusty, get on the show right now. I don't care <laughs> Trusty, what it takes. I'm here right now. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Now, you kind of already mentioned this, but again, we talked about you know getting the chance to work with these incredible people, and obviously, you're getting the chance to work with Marino here. So I, ha- I have to know, like, obviously, you start off with a DM. What inspired? What made you? How did you first hear of Marino, and what made you want to like work with them? Quite literally, I'm not joking you with this. I literally just saw Marino's art on my uh, explore page, and I was like, "Holy crap!" And I looked <laughs> at the page, and then I was just like, "Oh my god, I need to work with this person right now!" Oh my god! <laughs> so literally, it was just a chance reaction, like a chance encounter, like the it's one of those spark plug moments, and I'm really, really grateful for that experience. Oh, I can only... I'm imagine. glad you DM'd me. <laughs> yeah, yeah then I, I, I DM'd you, and I'm just really grateful that your art appeared on my Explore page, because to be honest, if it didn't, I wouldn't be here today. I'll say, I'm pretty sure that's 
fairly similar to how I first heard of you, Marina. Or at least it was one of those, like, I was scrolling through the timeline, and you know how Instagram likes to recommend, you know, like, an an artist here and there or whatnot, like, recommend, like, a random post yeah. that someone did? I'm pretty sure that's how I first heard of you, more than anything else. So, thank you. you found me through Instagram? I think it was Instagram. It was either Instagram or Twitter. One of the two. Either way, it was one of those, like, it was just something that was recommended to me. Um, but, <laughs> yeah. For once in our lives, I can say thank the algorithm for showing us incredible <laughs> art. <laughs> it's so like surreal to me that my my stuff like shows up on the explore page for other people. Mm. Like I only expect my followers to see my dumb, stupid art. <laughs> my dumb, stupid, and ugly <laughs> and art. My Noid animations. <laughs> oh, trust me, we're gonna divulge into that at some point. Um, I have, <laughs> I have to know, Lum. Uh, from what you have been able to do so far, I know again you you're just really getting into this with, I guess, sorry, correct me wrong. Over two years of experience at this point. Um, yes. I have to know, like, what has been like your favorite moment so far on this voice acting journey so far? Probably my favorite moment uh, on this voice acting journey was working with Marino on a project. Wait, am I allowed to? Am I allowed to plug this or, or not? The, the, the uh, I don't know which one you're talking about. You, but you, could <laughs> you have to be specific. <laughs> the, one, the one with the two characters, the one that the two characters, the the um, Dippy and Buttface. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, my my favorite my favorite moment was working with Marino on the uh, Dippy and Buttface cartoon, and we were like discussing like, oh, what should he sound like? And Marino. Uh, sent me uh, sort of like a voice, like real, like I said, like, oh, uh, Buttface should sound like uh, Pip Possum's uh, sidekick Obadiah. Yes. And then, I, and then I was like, okay, well, I've never watched Pip Possum, so I guess I'll, like, I now have an excuse to watch it. So I watched <laughs> it, and then I loved it, and Marino somehow got me obsessed with a show because of a voice acting reel, and I really, and I'm pretty, I'm pretty happy for that, not gonna lie. Because Buttface is probably one of my favorite characters to do, just like exactly. <laughs> well, there you go, there you go, and I I also have to ask again. You're a voice actor that's always trying to perfect their craft in one aspect for another. Is there a voice, or at least a dream role that you have in mind that you would love to tackle at some point and love to get the opportunity to really like sink your teeth into? Well, that I don't know, but okay. if I had like. A dream, dream, dream voice. It would honestly probably be either Felix the Cat or Sonic the Hedgehog. Like, those you know are what? two valid. characters. Very valid. <laughs> because those are two characters that I think you could take like in so many directions and like so many possibilities that like you don't really know what to do. Like for Sonic, you could try to go from like a like a what's a Julia White or Roger Craig Smith or just or just not Justin Roiland. What's his name? Uh, Ryan Ryan Drummond, yeah. Oh, there you Ryan go. Drummond. Or for Felix, you could go for like an older sounding voice, like with Walter Tetley or the one from the uh, the sixties show. Or you could do probably the one I would do is the Charlie Adler voice. Yep. That's the only yeah. voice to hear for him. I was gonna say like just with the 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 nineties Felix the Cat show. I mean, what? How many voices did he go through at that point? Like two or three different ones. <laughs> I think he went like four or five. The the freaking uh, don't get me started on Twisted Tales. That's the best show in the universe. That's our main inspiration. That's the we hold a a Twisted Tales plaque above above the uh, the sick mud garbage can. 
I, I mean, <laughs> I mean, trust me, if that's certainly an inspiration, I would definitely love to divulge into it because it's one of those like it is a show that I have I've seen so many funny moments for, but I want to get the opportunity to sit down and just watch it because it looks like just so much fun more than anything else. It's you, you should. It's yeah, it's all on YouTube. You should totally watch it. I mean, again, it's I, so good. There, there was it was one of those like freaking out of context like Felix the Cat Twitter accounts when that was when like those out of context accounts was like the biggest thing on the internet for the longest time, and like just seeing like the the clips that that showed offer or whatnot, it just makes me watch it be like, you're telling me no one watched this? There had to be some people that watched it because it looks fun. It looks funny. It looks hilarious. Me and Marina Honestly, were actually the only ones who watched it. <laughs> I I am I am Mr. Gatekeeper. I Ooh. I don't want more people to find it. Well, <laughs> that's a bad way of setting it, but I don't want like people to ruin it like they did with like the rubber hose art style. Uh, 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 fair, fair. But I mean, at the same time, like you think you just let one more person? Just, just me. That's all. Yeah, you, I'm letting you. I'm letting you go. Okay. <laughs> no one else. <laughs> okay, okay. I appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you so much. Uh, <laughs> well, uh, Lum, I just gotta say, I love being able to talk about voice acting and stuff, but I think you could agree with me whenever I say that as incredible as it is doing voice acting, without an animation, all you are doing is just doing voices, which is still fun. So I definitely want to talk to Marino now, and I want to get I want to get as far in and pee your inside your head as much as possible. It might be a dangerous task considering how many like <laughs> random things that we could be bouncing off the walls with. So I will start with the base level question. What is it about animation that creatively gets you going? I think just like you can do like literally anything with it. Like in 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 movies, you can't really you can't really bonk your own head with a caveman club and go awooga. Okay, you can't do that. <laughs> but in animation, you can, and that's freaking epic. <laughs> it's true. It's <laughs> I was going to say, I know you definitely take a lot of inspiration from animation from, you can correct me if I'm wrong, just about every single era of animation that ever exists. Um. <laughs> yeah, like, I am mainly inspired by, like, Golden Age stuff, but, like, I do this thing where if I start watching a show, then I start imitating the art style. Mm -hmm. Like, if I watch Powerpuff Girls, I'll start, I'll start drawing more angular. I just really like mimicking art styles. I mean, there you go. I mean, I know some of the, th like, especially seeing some of the art that you've done and the animation that you've done, I can, like, pick and choose, like, so many different things. Like, I see a lot of stuff from, like you said, the golden era or whatnot. I see a lot of stuff from, like, the, the, the classic, the original, like, 30s or whatnot, like the Betty Boop mm. that you were talking about. I can see a lot of the, the physicality that you would see in, like, you know, 60 or like 60s and 70s like a tom and jerry-esque kind of thing like the physicality that goes into it i get a lot of like the rubber hose animation or whatnot that you like to implement <laughs> some of yourself i get a lot of the attitude and starkiness from the 90s cartoons that i see a lot of yourself does it ever yeah. <laughs> sorry say that again the yakko warner pose <laughs> the yakko warner pose <laughs> is definitely a good star does it ever amaze you just how much information of animation you've been able to obtain in your art <laughs> i i don't think i really like processed it because i i have like a ton of art books like that i i used to just read like non-stop so i the most i know about is fleischer because that's my main inspiration okay. but i have yeah, I have a lot of, like, uh, Warner Bros. books. <laughs> like, I have, like, a whole shelf of them. I really like collecting them. 
Oh, trust me, I'm already envying you when it comes to that, because, I mean, especially, like, just the, the Warner animation or whatnot, like, good. <laughs> Goddamn. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, like, it, it, again, it has to, like, how should I word this next one? What would you say is some of, like, the the strongest influence on your art? I would say definitely Fleischer, but also what I call faux rubber hose from the 90s mm. or 70s to 90s or like these artists that had previously worked in underground comics were mimicking uh, stuff that they probably grew up with. It's like, cause you know how like rubber hose has like returned as like a bandwagon art style. <laughs> Sadly, <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. There's like no like genuineness to it because you can tell that these people don't really have a love for the art form they're just chasing trends and you can really tell when someone has like actually sat down and watched material and tried their best to like take what worked best out of an era and then like go with something new i have a lot of opinions on this but i'll i'll keep it at that (laughs) (laughs) hey this is a podcast you can talk as long as you want about these opinions or whatnot (laughs) but i will say like i can sort of get what you're getting from from a a certain aspect like i know i can tell when some points where it's actually genuine like honestly like the most recent example that i can think of is like the cuphead show you can tell that there's a lot of love that goes into some of the like the classic era stuff while still keeping it somewhat modern i guess i mean you can correct me if i'm wrong they uh so Cuphead was obviously inspired by Fleischer, but they also have like they're it's very obviously their own stuff thrown into. So it's not like it's not like they're just like copying and a studio from the thirties and not adding anything like new to it. Right, right. I mean more than anything else like concerned the fact the source material from it, it gives a lot for that creativity of original content to really flow from it more than anything else. Yes, Fleischer stuff was very surreal and rubber hosey, like literally, like they move like rubber hoses. Yeah, yep. <laughs> Which is, I, again, like I, if you were to describe the the stuff for me, for some reason, rubber hose was never the name that I associated with it until I saw the name rubber hose. I'm like, okay, yeah, that makes sense. I, I I'm surprised. I, I, I'm a little bit slower when it comes to how to process things on the internet. <laughs> So it's like, uh, whenever I saw Rubber Hose animation, I'm like, oh, okay, that makes sense. (laughs) (laughs) Well, like, Rubber Hose is, like, the, what the animation style is called, like, how it moves. But, like, the actual art style, I would, I would generalize it as the Golden Age art style. But since I am a disgusting cartoon fan, I usually, like, (laughs) specify which studio I'm talking about, like, the Fleischer art style or Columbia art style. You know what? That's fine. Um, um, I think, uh, sorry to interject on this point, but, oh, like, um, I think, uh, a lot of it also has to do with, say, certain directors or, like, animators, because yeah. what you were saying beforehand, like, Cuphead is, like, inspired by, like, uh, the Fletcher era cartoons, I've always seen it more inspired by, like, the old, like, the color, like, ma- like, older Merry Melodies or, like, older Looney Tunes, not, like, the ones featuring, like, a Bugs Bunny or Daffy Duck or right. Pig or something like that. More like the ones like way before that, beforehand, like featuring like Bosco or like Buddy or some or other Foxy <laughs> or Foxy, yeah. And I I think of those when I think of Cuphead because it it doesn't it feels like more polished. Yeah, that's, that's true. If it was like yes. the Fleischer style, then they would be 
like a lot they would be constantly off model (laughs) yeah they would be very constantly off model they would be like flailing around in like really weird shapes they'd be like transforming (laughs) into stuff which i do in game but i think like that's like kind of like they they got like the general idea but i think that you know with animation like that you have like you can really tell of like who drew what like you can probably differentiate like a dis like marina was saying you could differentiate like a Fleischer cartoon from a Columbia one or a Disney one or a Warner one or mm-hmm. Van Buren very much so. And Oh, I Van Buren, that... I forgot about that. That's also one of my big <laughs> inspirations. Yeah. I love Van Buren. There but you go. I, like, I was, like I was saying, um, I think that's what really, like, you have to, like, differentiate between them. So that way you can be like, oh, that's a Fleischer. But unfortunately, because, you know, we both live in basements, we have to know this <laughs> That's uh, that's a good point. I yeah, it's definitely more polished because if I mean, I'm sure they could if they want to, but like if Cuphead really wanted to like look like something straight, like straight out of the 30s, that part of what makes like 30s animation unique is that they were still, even though animation like Winsor McKay's stuff was like in the 1910s or something, 1920s, but they were still like nailing down the art style and like they didn't really know how to animate i'm sorry that sounds mean like it like 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 i said like things go off model and mm-hmm. sometimes they have five fingers sometimes they have four but that's like part of the charm of it i think yeah i mean like yeah. you said this was like at the the, the beginning of anime beginning of film in general or whatnot so like yeah mistakes like that are bound to happen more than anything else and like you said <laughs> it has that good charm of like people just like trying to make something happen more than anything else um, yeah. I also gotta say, I'm not gonna lie. Going into this interview, I knew I was gonna get a lot of like cartoon history and stuff like that. I did not realize I was with <laughs> two experts on this stuff. Um, <laughs> I was gonna say, is yeah, that we're, not, we're go, both very good cartoon experts? <laughs> I, I was say, how much of the how much of this was stuff that you originally knew, and how much of it did you just absorb from Marina from being around them so much? <laughs> uh, I knew a bit of it beforehand. Like I knew how to differentiate, say, like, Fleischer cartoons from, like, Warner ones. Mm-hmm. But, like, when I got with Marino, I got, I, like, learned more of, like, the more intricate parts of, like, how they went off model or how inconsistent they were. And I think you could really see that a lot just by kind of, like, looking at it from a different lens. Like, if you look at, um, uh, like, for example, Swing You Sinners, like, in a different way. I know mm-hmm. Marino's favorite cartoon <laughs> is very obscure. But, <laughs> but um, if you look at, like, Swing You Sinners in, like, a different way and, like, looking at, like, the perspective of oh they're just beginning animation it sort of like adds to that like because people like to bring out oh it's kind of scary and like oh it's kind of spooky it's kind of spooky <laughs> not gonna lie but um <laughs> better retreat <laughs> but i think like you if you look at it like in a different way of like oh they're just starting out animation like you you could see how like they were trying to nail like that sort of like scary setting down mm-hmm. and even like today with all that like analog horror stuff like you can <laughs> see the definite inspiration from stuff like swing you sinners or like bimbo's initiation or yep. even like some of the earlier stuff oh yeah no absolutely i mean it's it's it uh, again i just <laughs> i am a nerd i i try to be a nerd too or whatnot so hearing this kind <laughs> of stuff or whatnot like i'm just eating it all up i am just consuming as much <laughs> as i can get <laughs> but i gotta say i love how we're talking about all this like i'm not gonna say sophisticated stuff but all this like interesting history and all this like you know 
differences between studios or whatnot. And like, obviously it's a major influence for you, but there's a particular character that I definitely want to divulge into that. I feel like is one of the biggest inspirations for me. What is your obsession with the Noid Marino? <laughs> he is so awesome and epic and quirky. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, okay, I'll start from the beginning. I was, I am, I have ADHD and I'm also autistic, so I hyperfixate on things. Okay. And I was, uh, I was very obsessed at McDonaldland characters one time, and so I was just like browsing images of them on Google, and then I think they like recommended me a picture of the Nord, and I looked at it and I was like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> And then I, I went down the Noid hole, as one would say. <laughs> the Noid hole. <laughs> domino dimension. <laughs> the domino dimension. I went to the Noid void. <laughs> I was going to say, I would prefer domino dimension over the Noid hole. I don't like the impl- <laughs> implications that makes. We were actually going to call our cartoon studio Noid hole enterprises. <laughs> Shot down. Like, I feel like with the Noid hole, I'm just going to hear the Noid at the top going, it rubs the lotion on its skin or else it gets the hose again. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry if I'm ruining the Noid for you. That's just the evocation of that. Oh, people, people have ruined the Noid numerous times, but I am unfazed. <laughs> I admire your dedication more than anything else. Um, <laughs> but back to the original point, like, again, like, okay, so, so you got that first exposure to the Noid. Now, it's one thing to be exposed to the character, but what was it about the character that you just, like, clapped onto it and tried to make it your own? Okay, so there's like several factors. It's like a lightning in a bottle situation here. Okay. So I I don't know why, but I'm drawn to like food mascots and stuff. So that was the first one. And then the next are like character tropes that I like. I like when like furry characters kind of lean towards being like humanoid. Okay. Rather than an animal. So they look kind of uncanny. <laughs> I like that for some reason. I like when they have... <laughs> Like when characters have like bunny ears, but they're not like explicitly a bunny. Right. It's, it's so strange to like actually like word this, but and then he has he has cool shoes. He has cartoon gloves. He just makes funny noises instead of talking. Yep. And he is fueled by hate for pizza. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't. I didn't realize that. You know. I. I mean. I obviously knew about the Noid. I mean. I remember seeing at least a couple of the commercials. Like growing up. <laughs> I think it was a little bit out, like out of my range. Whenever I was growing up, when like it was starting to, you know, die off. I guess in this case, before they brought it back randomly for that one, like what twenty twenty one commercial or something like they that. Brought it back for NFTs. Oh, so sad. I didn't realize it was for an NFT. Oh Jesus Christ! Yeah, it, yeah they started the commercials and they started a Twitter account, and then the the Twitter account started posting about NFTs, and oh. I immediately unfollowed. They responded to Marino's <laughs> art. Yeah, <laughs> did they now? Yeah, they yeah. Did. that must have been surreal more than anything else. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I had the Noid reply to me on Twitter. Um, kind of a big deal. <laughs> yeah, no, it's it's not the characters. No, it's it's not all the incredible art that you've done. No, the Noid is the main reason why I wanted to bring you here because the Noid responded to you on Twitter. <laughs> yes, I peeked at the Noid Twitter situation. <laughs> 
Oh, goodness. Like, I have to say, once again, I admire your dedication when it comes to this character because I have seen on Twitter you posting your collection of Noi just, like, memorabilia or yes. whatnot. Good lord. Like, there has to be... There has to be some Guinness World Record holder out there. That's the look at that. St- oh, Jesus. I'm back. I think I should be back. Am I back? Can you see me? Can you hear me? Yes, you're back. Okay. Yes. <laughs> People are wondering if I'm back. I'm thinking I'm back. <laughs> I'm thinking I'm back because the noise, that little rascal, that little <laughs> demon, he cut the string. They heard me talking too much about the noid hole. Um. <laughs> anyways back to what i was saying um no again based on twitter i have seen your collection of just noid memorabilia there has to be like some guinness world record like you know uh expert out there something like that that has to like come to your house at some point and just look at that and give you the record for the the largest noid collection can you think of it like I, I, once again, I admire your dedication and love for this character more than anything else. Like, it has to be amazing, like, just seeing how much is actually dedicated to the Noid, how much merch is made for the Noid. Yes, he was, like, he was, um, so there, there's, like, conflicting accounts, because I've, I've researched the Noid, let me tell you what. I read, like, articles <laughs> huh, from the time. What gave it away? <laughs> I've uh, made research pieces all the Noid. <laughs> but um so there's like there's articles from the time that like according to them like the noids like popularity was overshadowed by the california reasons but that doesn't really make sense because there's so much noid merchandise yeah like i don't i don't even have like like a third of it i think like there's (laughs) there's stuff that i i really want that i'm watching on ebay (laughs) i'm watching it I was gonna say, I, I, do, do, do okay. you at least do you at least own like the NES game or the SNES game that they came out for oh. it or whatnot? No, I I've been watching a few on eBay. I just I don't want to spend too much money because of Sigma. I want to save some money. For right, that, but, right, obviously. Yeah, but one of the main the main Noid things on my wish list is the six foot Noid plush. Oh <laughs> goodness! And there's only like. Uh, there's only like a handful of them out there and oh oh on ebay i i i freaking uh uh <laughs> i bought like a five foot one but then i got a refund because they couldn't ship it for some reason i'm what? so the, sad i'm so sad then why would they list it they can't ship it i don't know <laughs> i don't know <laughs> uh, there's a scam out there i tell you they're trying to keep the noise away from me <laughs> The Noid market is rigged. <laughs> Pizza Hut guys are watching. <laughs> <laughs> They're trying to get every money out of you because of their competition. Oh, <laughs> uh, goodness. But, you know, going back to obviously, like, you know, with that being a major inspiration, all the inspirations that we're talking about, I imagine, like, obviously that is a great foundation for some of the art you've been able to produce more than anything else i have to know once again peering inside your brain for just a second what exactly like what is the process for you when it comes from having an idea for a piece of art or a cartoon to drawing it out and make it reality um so like i kind of people usually get their ideas when they're in the shower but for me it's like when i'm just lying in bed and then okay. i'm like oh idea and then i rush to my desk at 500 miles per hour it's <laughs> <laughs> a good start it's, it's like yeah it's really simple i just something shoots like into my brain and then i go to my desk and sketch it out and stuff 
There you go. There you go. And one of the things I do appreciate, I don't know if it's with all your stuff, but I know with a good chunk of your stuff, is I appreciate the fact that you're still trying to do, like, the physical art, like, the actual sketching and stuff. I don't know if you do that with all of your art, but I know, like, seeing some of the uh, the pencil-drawn animations that you've done, like, even just, like, the rough sketches and whatnot, oh, it's, just, it's absolutely gorgeous just to see it. <laughs> Thank you. I, yeah, um, animating on paper is so much easier for me than digital. Yeah, that's fair enough. And obviously, like, all those led to some incredible characters that you've been able to to spawn out of that. Some will run down the list of a good couple of them, because I imagine if I tried to get to every single one, this would, again, be the Endless Podcast more than anything else. So I want to talk with the ones that I think I became first familiar with and one of the ones that I just love the chemistry these two had with each other, and that is Smokey and Floral. What was the inspiration behind those characters? Okay, so I, I, I mentioned how I really like Van Buren, and they made a character called Cubby Bear. Okay. And I really like those cartoons. So Smokey is mainly based on Cubby Bear, but also like bits and pieces of other uh, cartoon characters from the time. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. Like Smokey is very much based on me. If like, cause I made him when I was like fourteen or something. Okay. And he's like a he's a little stupid non-binary autistic bee that runs around and harasses people. It's <laughs> <laughs> just me. That's literally me. And then uh, floral is based on like there's like these vintage like ceramic wall hanging decorations from like the fifties that have like like little cute faces on the flowers. I just really like those. So and I thought it was a good idea to pair him up with a flower because do you get it it's like a flower and a bee yes no way <laughs> that was the and, number one revelation for me <laughs> wait really <laughs> well I, i've had people that like <laughs> i've had people that dm me and are like i just got the flower and the bee I think I got that like almost instantly, but I guess I'm different than you know some people. I I don't know, but nevertheless, like again, just seeing like the the dynamic these two, especially floral, like just being just like <laughs> <laughs> basically being just a boss, bossy, just you know. How should I word this? <laughs> uh, an aspiring serial killer, I think would probably be the best way to describe yeah. floral. <laughs> yeah, I I just think like like she's kind of an outlet outlet for like all my manic energy <laughs> which makes sense but i i think it's like her hypocrisy is the most funny t- to me like she'll, she'll like beat the shit out of smokey and be like no violence in cartoons <laughs> <laughs> oh goodness and again like i said just the dynamic for this that's incredible and another uh two character dynamic that i absolutely just love and can't get enough of whenever you do get to draw them and animate them boingo and danny look those two like the, those two are like a special kind of shit <laughs> those two are They're special kind of heads <laughs> yeah um they're very obviously based on oingo boingo because i am a, i am a disgusting nerd but i, I think boingo is the, the really funny i'm laughing at like my own concepts <laughs> <laughs> Uh, hey, if nothing else, that means that you love and appreciate them. If you can laugh at them, <laughs> they're kind of—I kind of like recycle this character like 
dynamic of like one beating the shit out of each other. <laughs> like like Danny like, <laughs> like just decimates Boingo all the time. I think that's really funny. Oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> oh, you guys say something, Lim? Um, I, I don't know if it's kind of like related or not, but also I kind of forgot to mention earlier. Boingo is like another one of my favorite favorite characters to voice. Yes. Oh, because uh, uh, we were doing like like a music video and like I did Boingo's voice on call, like on a call we did, <laughs> and Marina was like, "Uh, so what do you want me to do for Boingo?" I'm like, uh, "I want you to do a shitty Peter Laurie impression." <laughs> and so I was like, "And so I was like, oh okay, I'll give it a shot." Yeah, Boingo, you want me to get you some McDonald's? <laughs> <laughs> and Marina was like laughing their ass off so much. <laughs> that that especially seeing Boingo knowing how they look, that's perfect. That's flawless. <laughs> Fuck yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I guess bravo, bravo to you or anything. Else. Thank you, thank you. Uh, goodness, I was gonna say I know at least for me, like when it comes to seeing their dynamic, what was it the the one like music video? I guess he kind of did for what was the song called? Sad, sad or whatnot? Just um, so bad. Oh, so bad. My bad. Just like seeing, just like the the creativity that you had with that one, and seeing just like how Danny was beating the shit up a point go or whatnot was wonderful. <laughs> Yeah, I uh, I would want to do like more music clips, but I have Sigma to focus on. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> fair enough. Yeah. Um, um, and of course, like there's another like group of characters that I've only seen like little bits and here's here and there or whatnot. But it, it's a group. I don't know if they're related to Smokey and Flora, but it's like you know, do dad thing about Bob. What's it like that Ooh. group or whatnot? <laughs> Yeah, so we we had, like, an idea for, like, I don't know what they're called, but, like, the Schnookums and Meat, like, format where they, they have, like, the main show and then they have, like, a sort of, like, a side plot, but they get like their a, own. a variety hour. Yeah, yeah, like, or, like, Animaniacs. So that would be the the bunny uh, mob part of Smokey Show, I okay. think. Okay. Yeah. Well, inspired the I guess obviously like you said it was the variety hour kind of stuff. Like what exactly inspired the characters themselves? So those were I think at the time I was watching what was I watching? Uh I think I was watching like Ralph Bakshi stuff. Okay. Mainly Street Fight, which like you can have your opinion on that. <laughs> it's in my opinion it's not very good, but I I do like how he draws like suits and stuff. I really like drawing like skinny men in big suits that's yes. something i like doing and i forgot the other oh yes i was also watching the uh, 1960s dick tracy cartoon which is also very bad but i <laughs> for some reason i i watch it it's really bad I don't watch it but i was inspired by it because I, I really like the art style and i think the third one was Freakazoid, I think. Ah, yes. Okay. Yes. There's, there's the one that I can instantly latch on to because that was one of my favorite <laughs> shows like growing up. Like, good lord. Yeah, I think I'd like Animaniacs, Tiny Toons, and Freakazoid. It's definitely yes. the best. Agreed. Agreed. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, goodness. Uh, and I'm just going to say, like, just out of that group and the dynamics that I have seen or whatnot, I. I personally like a little smug asshole, so I'm going to say Thingamabob has to be my favorite so far. From yeah. <laughs> just... People like, uh, people like What's It or Thingamabob. <laughs> However you say it. I'll say you named the character. How could you not pronounce her name? <laughs> <laughs> 
No, I'm joking. <laughs> I, I just got to say, what was it? The, the one clip. I don't know what the original voice it was or the original uh, clip of it was, but just, uh, are you done? Good. Because I really want to tell you this idea. <laughs> like that clip that you did right there was chef's kiss. Mm. <laughs> Thank you. I, um, yeah, that's from Danger Rangers. It's very obviously Rob Paulson doing the voice because I really like his work. <laughs> yep. yep. It just reminds me also, like, I, I say the Rob Paulson again, but also just the, the voice that you had. Uh, what was it? The Rob Paulson's voice in something that you did for, like, Annoyed Animation as well. Like, again, yes. wonderful. Yeah, that's, that's also from Danger Rangers. Uh, I was going to say something, but I forgot. You have no oh, idea how much freak. I relate to that. I, that happens to me so <laughs> much. Especially on oh, this podcast. I was going to say, <laughs> I I think the alternate voice for Thingamabob that I have was Mark Hamill. Fair. His, his, mainly his voice for Tweaky in the Woody Woodpecker show from the 90s. Okay. But he also does the same voice for character of Bruno the Kid. <laughs> you know what? Fair enough. That's a good... <laughs> it's a good it's a good dream role more than anything else for you know to have yeah. him doing that kind of stuff but uh and of course one of the more recent ones that i've been seeing a little bit senior this might lead into talking more about sick mutt but one of the more recent ones i've seen is correct me if i'm wrong when it comes to their name itchy and boom boom yes yes, yes. that's correct <laughs> i love them yes <laughs> once again what inspired these characters for you okay so i I uh I really 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 like '90s click and point games. Oh, okay. I got something I really like, mainly uh, UFOs, Creature Crunch, and uh, I like the Stupid Invaders game. Yes. Uh, there's there's more like a uh, trusty actually introduced me to one called Armed and Delirious that I want to look into. Ooh, okay. There's more, but yeah, <laughs> I really I love that like aesthetic and art style and like everything about it. So those were, they're kind of like, I kind of made them as if they were going to be in a game like that. But they're also, their color, like their color palettes are inspired by clip art. I really like (laughs) eye bleeding colors. Oh my god, yes. (laughs) I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. goodness i know what was it recently i saw like a little like three second animation or whatnot that if i remember the tag correctly was inspired by a voice line that loom actually did uh yes which i i just have to say like it's incredible to see the animation but i wanted to hear the voice so badly oh my god i wanted oh, to hear I, the clip i can do uh, it right now yeah you can do it <laughs> um it was the thing with the 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 what's it? The audio is actually based on a on a post Marino did of like a short comic with them. Okay. So, uh, and I was thinking like, oh, what can I do for this voice? And so, uh, once again, bringing my my main inspiration to this, I remembered that uh, oh, Itchy kind of looks like a chicken from Cow and Chicken. Yes. And so I was like, oh, what if I just did his voice and be like, uh, boom boom, uh, we gotta go uh, fight off the invasive species in order to get. A man out of this island because I, Ichi, the god, am the number one ruler of this island. You know? Thank you. Thank you so much. <laughs> that was wonderful. Ah, yes. Okay, now seeing the clip that went along with it. Oh, that's, that's, once again, chef's kiss. Oh, man. It just gets me so excited. Like, especially seeing all these different characters and all these, the, the different ways that you've been able to to have some fun with them more than anything else. Like I, this is probably going to be one of the toughest questions I ask when it comes to this episode of the podcast, but 
Is there a personal favorite character that you just love to animate? Oh, anime. Uh, Thingamabob is actually very easy to animate, but okay. I think my like favorite. Ooh, I think my favorite would be Floral. Actually. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. You know. What? Yes. Yes. <laughs> I get that. I totally understand that. <laughs> Uh, is there one that, I guess, it's not animate, then how about just drawing, like, just the design or the character or whatnot? Is there a personal favorite that you have among those? I draw, I double Smokey a lot. Mm-hmm. Like, he's all over my sketchbooks. He's really fun to play with. There you go. Like, all the expressions, I just think it's funny. <laughs> and Doodles are very, very funny. <laughs> <laughs> and, Lum, I always have to ask, you've had a chance to get to voice a few of these characters here and there. Is there a character that Marino has done that you personally love, whether you love voicing them or just the character themselves? Um, I would have to say my personal favorite at the moment is probably Dippy and Buttface. Okay. I like the design <laughs> so much. Like... <laughs> There's some stuff we're working on that's really, really funny with them, <laughs> and I really, really like. And I like voicing Buttface in general because he reminds me a lot of myself, to be honest. Okay. <laughs> and, and I really just like him, and I like I just like seeing anything that Marino uh, crocks up with them. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I, again, I've only got I, I you you guys have me anxious and excited, especially for what you guys are both working on together. So let's talk about the big thing, the big reason why we're here. You guys have joined forces to create Sick Mutt. What made you guys decide to work together and tr- truly come up with animation? Like, what was more or less the ultimate deciding? Like, we have to do this. We have to make this. I think it's because I have like all these ideas and like separate projects, but it would be, it would be kind of fun, kind of quirky if they're all under like the same name or brand. Okay. So it kind of made sense in that case, and also just I'm I'm gonna kind of uh freaking uh veer off here, but <laughs> with Sigma, we're we're planning to do like, of course, our own projects, but we also want to like give spotlight to really, really small indie artists that need animation for their projects because, you know, industry moment. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was going to say, you don't need to say no more. <laughs> the, the industry. <laughs> Man, does anyone else feel warm from everything burning around them? Um, <laughs> yes, yes. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, goodness. Not, but, like, it's incredible the the fact that you're actually, like, going forth and, like, trying to make, like, full-fledged projects with this stuff. Because, I mean, you know, just with the the years of art that we've been able to see and the the excitement that I'm already getting from both of you, like, just being able to talk about this stuff. Like, I want to hear from both of you when it comes to this one. Like, it has to be exciting to know that, like, you're going forth and actually making this a reality more than anything else. Yeah, yeah, like... Um, there's some like NDA stuff I'm not really allowed to go into detail. But uh, obviously, I would just say, obviously, fair enough. <laughs> yeah, I will. I would just say, in the future, you should watch out for us. <laughs> you should watch uh, out for keep an eye cra- on what we're working. Watch out for <laughs> whatever crazy, crazy cookie, <laughs> crazy cookie, crafty cookout sometime. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Marina might be under an NDA. Lum, are you under uh, an NDA, or, or can you talk openly about this stuff? <laughs> uh, I don't know. I was never under an NDA. We could, I'm pretty sure we could talk about the thing uh, we're working on right now and we post it on our Twitter. 
I'm pretty sure. Yes, yeah, we can. About that. Uh, yeah, we can talk about like, um, like uh, our projects, just not like contact stuff. Right, yeah, for right, sure. Right. Well, I mean, the floor is yours. Go all in. I'm ready to hear it. I'm excited. Um. <laughs> so, <laughs> so the thing we're working on right now is uh, you may have seen it on our Twitter, mm-hmm. but it's of uh, an ice cream guy, and it's a. Uh, being directed and uh, partially animated by one of our friends, uh, Dorky. Okay. Um, uh, Dorky Mations, please also get on this podcast too. He's please, a very good please. animator. And support Under Hunters. Under Hunters is going to be the <laughs> next big thing, I tell you. Um, yeah. But another person we also really um, uh, helped with the uh, process is uh, Weasley, a.k.a. Uh, I don't know if I could say his real name, but I was going to say... Weasley, um, he's also a very good animator. He's also okay. a very good artist, and he helped us a lot with um, forming Sigmut, more like yeah. with the uh, overall general like forming like okay, this is what we need to do. Like you know, being the real essentially, if me and Marino are essentially like the the what's it the crazed uh, lunatics <laughs> in the uh, in the nut house, then um, Weasley is essentially the guard that puts us away and makes us think, okay, this is what we need to do. Um, <laughs> He's a really great animator. He's just a really great guy. It's okay. his birthday today, so I want to give him a shout-out. Yeah, shout-out to Weasley. Weasley. <laughs> Even um, though this episode's coming out, like, a week and a half later after we record this, but happy belated birthday <laughs> yes. to them. Happy yeah. belated birthday, Weasley! <laughs> but he also directed the Ice Cream Short, and okay. we also have a lot of other a lot of other great, talented people, like uh, Juice Man, and uh, who else do we have on Trusty on is part of us. Yeah. Ooh, Trusty, Trusty, there you go. Trusty is also a big part of them. Um, uh, Helping us out, and not to mention like all the numerous followers we have on Twitter, and just the people who like to see the crazy stuff me and Marina like to do. And we <laughs> like we really want Sigma to not only just be a evolution. We don't want Sigma to just be like another animation studio getting started on the <laughs> internet. We want Sigma to really be something more and make people happy. That's really what Sigma is all about: is just making people happy and remember. Not I don't want to claim nostalgia, but it makes people like I guess reminisce about like the good days of animation. Like before, yes. the whole industry was turning to this way, or how certain projects were canned <laughs> because of this merger, or how this, <laughs> these cartoons are being represented because of diversity problems. We want we want Sigma to essentially be a way like, like comfort food for okay. animation. We want. We want comfort it to be food just, that still breaks the the whatever the expression is. <laughs> Yeah, it's essentially, it's essentially really outstanding comfort food is what we want Sigma to be. Just good animation, good storylines, funny characters, and just making people feel good. There you go. There you go. Yes. I, I mean, that's like just again the excitement you two are having for this, and just like the way that you guys are just going all out for this. Like it's already incredible. Though I just have to note, you talk about like high level like comfort food or whatnot. You know, nothing quite says comfort food like the name Sick Mutt. <laughs> I just gotta say, and our what? mascot is named Barfo. Barfo. <laughs> sounds like he's a cat. <laughs> <laughs> what inspired the name? I just have to ask her off the bat. I just, I thought it would, I remember when Lum and I started this idea. I just, I, I literally was like, wouldn't it be funny if this dog like vomits all the time? <laughs> and they were like, oh, that's Barfo. Yeah, that's funny. Look at the mascot. And so it just kind of came, went from there. Yeah. 
<laughs> well, you know what? It's a, it's 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 a good humble beginning more than anything else. Um, <laughs> no, but like again, like just hearing what little bit is out there, what you guys are currently working on right now, you don't understand how excited I am for this stuff. Like just that one single Ooh. like like couple second teaser you had alone, and knowing like the the pedigree that is going into this or whatnot, like it just ah uh, I I. I'm just excited to see what you guys have and like, whether it be short term or long term, I have to ask what should the fans expect from sick mutt? So I, they, so most of our stuff is going to be adult oriented. That doesn't mean like, like sex and drugs, but like, you know, mature audience. No minors allowed. (laughs) (laughs) But so we're, of course we're working on the ice cream one right now. And then, but I have, I have some things in store for the future. Let me tell you what. Ooh, I, I, I'm really excited for the future. I think, I think we'll get somewhere. Gonna be awesome. It's gonna be freaking epic. Yes. <laughs> Good. Like I, I, I expect. I, I, well, I'm not gonna say I expect because I'm just one person, but I am certainly excited for what you guys are gonna be pushing out there. And like, just even thinking back. For both of you guys, like thinking how far you both have been able to come along so far, the the stuff you've been able to have a hand in, and the incredible people you've been able to to meet and really develop like a niche little community for, right off the bat, does it amaze you how far you both have come along in your art journey? Ooh, Lum, you can go first. Um, I think I'm pretty humbled that I get to be part and be working with someone as talented as Marino, because to be honest. I may be a co-founder, but Marino was really the main brain of the operation. Mm-hmm. Uh, we we always joke about how we share the same brain, how we take turns every Tuesday. <laughs> but, um, but I really do think Marino, it was because of Marino that I really started to branch myself out as an artist and really feel comfortable with my craft. And I really have to just thank in gratitude Marino and a lot of the people who support Sigma and helped us along the way, and even I don't want to be clingy, but even you for um, for helping us for helping us through this journey. And we we really are excited for the future and what we can hopefully make to make people smile. There you go, Marino. Would you like to add to that as well? <laughs> I think you. I think Lum worded it perfectly. <laughs> yeah, I. I don't have much to say. I'm just, I'm really excited for the future. And I have, so I got accepted to an art college, but I'm taking a year off. So I kind of have time for this. Oh, okay. Yeah. You're you're really going all all in on this. Yeah. (laughs) Well, good, good. I'm, I'm happy to hear that, that love and excitement. Like just knowing how genuine it is more than anything else from both of you, like just being able to talk to you both today, like, Again, it just makes me excited for what you guys got going on next. I'm probably as excited, if not more, than you guys at this point. <laughs> I I know that I'm, I'm I know, glad you're excited. <laughs> I know it might seem tough, but you know what? I'm gonna give you both a run <laughs> for your money. Trust me. Um, <laughs> well, for this next question, if I may, how about I give you more or less? I, we go a little bit above and beyond when it comes to like you both are excited for what the future may hold so why don't i just give you both more or less like the dream future if i may because i want to give you both more or less the dream scenario let's say i am big shot mr moneybags i come up to you and i'm (laughs) like look sick mutt is absolutely sick what you both are being able to do and we know that like just what what little bit is out there you can produce some incredible stuff 
You just need a little extra push, if I may. We have access to anyone and everyone in the industry, and more money than there should be possible. We probably could be buying all of these canceled projects and making our own streaming service. We'll focus on that later. Right now, <laughs> we are focusing on you two and you two alone. If given this opportunity, what would be the dream sick mutt project? Oh, I. Oh, that's a hard question. Um, I think. I'd like to see like more adult animated movies. Okay. And if we were given like loads of cash, I think I would I think both of us would spend most of it on like voice actors we like cuz we kind of already have like really good animators. Mhm. Also, I this is like my my dream dream mode going on, but I would love to have like a physical studio. There you go. Like that's just yeah, it's so appealing. It's so appealing to me. Like I want like a neon sign of Barfo. <laughs> <laughs> and he, every time you open, every four hundredth person who opens the door, you actually get puked on by a dog. It's uh, <laughs> that's why there's probably gonna be a lot of remote working with that studio, huh? Uh, <laughs> It's okay. Every it's only every four hundred times. <laughs> <laughs> but wait, um, if I had like, if I could say make a dream Sigma project, I have many different projects that I would want to do with Sigma, knowing what we could do, and just like one of my main goals is that like, okay, I I, I don't know. I'm really obsessed. I used to be really obsessed with uh Walter Lance's creations, like Woody Woodpecker and all that jazz. And I had noticed recently how i don't want to say sanitized what he has been but he's been very like neutered and so one of my dream projects would be a sort of woody woodpecker revival like in the form of looney tunes cartoons the new ones or paul rudish mickey done by sick mutt and we get like you know eric bowza and billy west we get all these like wonderful people to voice woody woodpecker and he's like really mean and ugly He's great. <laughs> love, love. That reminds me. I, I, for some reason, like, like the already existing characters were out of my mind. But if my one of my dream projects is either a Noid show, because there was there is gonna be a Noid show, but it got canceled for some reasons, mm-hmm. or a McDonald Land show, or a Balloonatics reboot. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. You know, funny enough. I was going to say, I actually recently listened to a podcast. Uh, shout out Ridiculous History. They actually went in depth about like the Ronald McDonald as a mascot, but like McDonald's land or whatnot. Essentially, yeah. like those commercials or whatnot, we're basically just like animated shows that was just selling products to kids, selling, you know, burgers to kids or whatnot. And that's part of the reason why McDonald's got into some, some like hot water and they never made like a McDonald's land show, even though there was like, what didn't, uh, what was it? Uh, cut, uh, I forget the name, the people behind Rugrats Rocky adventures, uh, Rocky event. Well, I was gonna say also, but like the people that were behind like Rugrats or whatnot, I forget what the studio is called, but they made like, a com- there you go. They made like a couple of like Ronald McDonald in McDonald's land, like animated shorts that you could have on VHS. I remember distinctly yes. having at least one or two of those growing up and watching them over and over again. <laughs> yes. I have, I have most of the VHS tapes. Um, that reminded me that was that was the reason why the noise show was canceled because I found some like concept art that had gotten that had gone up on eBay like a long time ago, but it was canceled because like I think CBS or something was like worried that like kids wouldn't be able to tell what they're being advertised to. Mm. But I think this was mentioned in the article, but I think that it wouldn't be like 
like Domino's show hour, I think it would be mostly about the Noid and like his adventures, right. separate from Domino's. The Noid's but, um, crazy. But yeah, <laughs> but I'm very biased. <laughs> I, you know, to be fair, like I was almost disappointed when you didn't mention Noid like being the first thing up bat whenever I said the dream scenario because I expected that to be just like that the you know, forever we are known as Noid Studios forget everything else that we're doing at Sick Mud. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I forgot, but I definitely want to do that like because I have I have ideas for it. I oh, have yeah. freaking ideas for it. I can tell you have ideas for it, and I I would certainly <laughs> be excited. And you know, I, I mean, a sponsorship from Domino's, and hopefully we can at least get free pizza at the end. So I think it'd be a good deal more than anything else. Um, <laughs> it'd be very good. <laughs> there you go. But sadly, we gotta get down from the dream scenario. We gotta get back to reality, and I'll ask the ever so generic question: Where do you guys hope to see yourselves, say, five to ten years from now? Oh, um, I would like, I kind of like to continue with Sigma. Like I, I said how I got accepted to college, so I'm going there next year, but I don't do well in school systems, so I'm not really looking forward to it. Yeah. So I would really like to get Sigma off the ground and be able to live off of that, even though it's very, very difficult. Because I'm like 19 and I still live with my parents. <laughs> uh, you know, hey, that's fair. Um, what about you, Lom? Yeah, yeah. But uh, Lom, would you like to go now? <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. No, no, I'm sorry, I'm interrupting you more than anything else. That's why I'm trying to do that. <laughs> <laughs> um, I want, I would ideally want to be still with Sigmut five to ten years from now. Maybe we have like our own studio or something. Um, I'm still trying to balance like college and you know more important matters, but I still really want to dedicate time to sick mud and uh, what we can do in the future. I really do actually want to hone in my drawing skills and be able to draw as good and animate as good as Marino. There you go. And be able to be more involved with the projects other than voice acting and sometimes writing. That'd be awesome. That'd be awesome to, to, to be able to be as much to involve yourself and to really immerse yourself as much as this is possible. Um, because I, I can already tell that you have a love and appreciation for all of this stuff. And that I, again, like it's, it's incredible knowing that like what's going into this and going into sick button, whatever project they may produce or whatnot. I know there's going to be a quality project at the end of the day, because you guys have a lot of love and appreciation for this stuff. So yeah, it's going to be incredible to see what you guys produce. Yeah, well, thank sure. you. I yeah, I think I think we're we're off to a good start with the ice cream short. <laughs> <laughs> there you go, there you go. Um, as we start to wind down the interview, I just have one last question I want to ask. Obviously, you both are deeply entrenched in art in one aspect or another, whether it be the animation, the cartoons, the Noid, voice acting, whatever it may be. How important is art, not just for you, but for the world as a whole? Uh, I'll go first. I I don't think people seem to realize how much like art is literally everything. It's in what you consume. It's in it's in freaking buildings because there's an art that goes into that. There's art in like there's art in everything is what I'm saying. So I I I think more people should appreciate art, but it, you know people have different interests interests, so it's understandable. But I. I very much gravitate towards people that can uh, fully realize what art does for us. 
There you go. And Lum, how about yourself? Um, I think art is just good at making people feel, I don't know, like different than... Because art, I always think of art as like a portal to another world or like inside yeah. of the person. So even if like you watch like a stupid cartoon or if you look at a big, beautiful piece of art, you get to really know about that person and get to like feel what sort of like deranged little world they live in, I guess. And I think that's why art is so important is because it connects us not only spiritually but you know it connects us more in a way that i don't think just like general conversation or even just like relationships can do it really you know i don't know it tells you about a person in a way that can't be replicable well there you go those are both wonderfully worded thoughts if i do say so myself um that is all the questions I have for both of you. Um, I've already showered you with a whole bunch of praise, but I want to show you with a little bit more because it's my podcast. I do whatever I want. Um, oh, you. <laughs> oh, me. Um, I will be blunt right off the bat and say that, Marino, I, you were the f- – like you were someone that I had definitely loved and admired your art for years. And you were someone that I definitely wanted to talk to. And I appreciate like the art you've been able to produce more than anything else. And whenever you told me that you wanted, uh, Loon to be on the pot or Lum to be on the podcast, like I was more than happy, especially knowing the stuff that is being processed with sick mutt, knowing that that was really becoming a thing and knowing the stuff that is going into that, being able to really go, do a deep dive with both your guys' stuff and see the art and see the the voice acting you guys have had a hand in or whatnot. It's incredible, once again, like, knowing that there is a lot of love and passion going into Sick Mutt more than anything else. Again, to listen to both you, having you both get to talk about what you guys are being able to produce, uh, just Sick Mutt just in general, like, just the stuff that's going into that. I was already, like, excited knowing, like, what was basically brewing but being able to hear you guys like really show a lot of love and passion for what's gonna be happening next like i i will argue that i will probably be the biggest fan outside of your studio if possible i will fight people with how incredible this (laughs) stuff could possibly be because again like knowing the art you've been able to produce marino and knowing the love and passion and the incredible voices you're able to do uh lum to be able to really bring these characters to life and truly provide a fun entertaining experience for whoever may be involved it just it it makes me love and appreciate what you guys are doing thank you for going all in with this thank you for being able to to take the time to try to make this a true thing because i am rooting for you guys all the way i want to see this thing exceed 20 fold more than anything else because i just know that there can be some incredible stuff and a lot of love to go into this so the long and the short of it more than anything else is thank you guys for going forth with this and i sincerely hope you guys get the opportunity to showcase what you're able to do thank you so much that like actually means a lot like i can really tell you have like a big respect and appreciation for like in the animation and stuff so knowing that you are looking forward to what we're gonna do is it's really motivating <laughs> i'm just being 100 percent honest with both of you that that's all i'm trying to do at the end of the day <laughs> thank you so much again and for like having us on like inviting us that was oh, absolutely I, yeah i've had i've only been like listening to your podcast for a short time but like i think what appealed it appealed to me was that you got like small artists to go like, cause I, I wanted to do that too with Sigma. <laughs> hey, it's one of those like, for me at the end of the day, like 
art art could be absolutely incredible art can do incredible yeah. and wonderful things and i feel like more people need to have that opportunity to have that art being showcased more than anything else that's the foundation of this podcast more than anything else trying to give incredible artists no matter how big or small they are the platform that i feel like they deserve because they are producing incredible stuff and that goes for both of you <laughs> i admire that a lot <laughs> Uh, I once again thank you guys both. Um, for those who might be curious, I want to try to find a way to try to be the number one fan before I have to fight them. Go ahead and plug yourself for the people at home. <gasps> okay. Um, follow freaking Sigma on Twitter. It's Sigma and then TW. All in capital letters, except for TW. Yes. <laughs> and we're we're making a website, so look out for that too. We're also making merch, so also buy that up as well. Ooh, you let me yes, know when, I, you let me know when that's going up. I'll be one of the first people to buy. <laughs> look, since, since you since you invited us on invited us on invited <laughs> if you're comfortable with sharing a mailing address, I can I can hook you up with oh, some free merch. <laughs> you don't have to do that. I mean, I'll give the address, but you don't have to do that. <laughs> I will ship it to you no matter what. <laughs> Fine. If you insist, fine. And, and obviously, I imagine you guys want them to follow yourselves individually on Twitter and Instagram and all that stuff. And if you want, I can make sure to link all that stuff in the description below. Um, correct me if I'm wrong. Yeah. You, <laughs> yeah. So on Instagram, my my new account is Zappinator. And then on Twitter, it's Bunga Wife. And that's a dumb name because I wasn't expecting people to follow. <laughs> but it's too late to change. <laughs> and what about you, Love? Um... My Instagram is invaderlum.png, all lowercase, um, with a dot after PNG. Uh, my Twitter is capital I, invader, capital L, lum, cap, all capitals PNG. Uh, I have, for those professional people out there, I have my voice reel in case they know you're hiring. Mm-hmm. Might as well plug <laughs> myself now. But also just, you know, kind of follow Marino and follow this podcast because these are great people. These are great artists. Yeah. Support local indie artists right now! <laughs> oh, that's, that's wonderful plugs. I, I, I already plug myself enough when it comes to the podcast. I have links down below, but I'm sure you guys will find... I, I, <laughs> as you're listening to the podcast, I'm sure you'll find some way to follow the podcast. Um, I'm sure you'll find it. It's, it's little niche places here and there or whatnot. <laughs> Do you both have any final words before we sign off? Uh, thank you again, again times three. I just I think this is a good opportunity, and I like what you're doing. So, freak match. That's all I have to say. I appreciate also, that. uh, Noid sweep. <laughs> <laughs> Noid sweep. And what about yourself, <laughs> Arlon? Um, thank you very much for having me on, both Marino and uh, yourself. I really do appreciate what you're doing and spotlighting local artists. And, you know, I really hope that you have a wonderful future ahead of you. Um, I hope you get a lot more artists on here and basically just hopefully, I don't know, spread awareness because indie artists yes. definitely yes, need spread the love. Spread, spread the, the love. Spread the peace and love. There you go. Spread the peace and love. Indie artists <laughs> need uh, all that they can get now and just, you know, still, I don't know, get indie artists recognized so they can get jobs yes please yes and also for my final words um hold on i I wrote this down somewhere wait (laughs) 
I have to check my Steve Irwin drawer. Hold on. <laughs> um. Oh, here we go. Um. Chowder is a good show. Watch Chowder now, please. Yes. I've yes. been hyperfixated on it for like three days. Yes. Please. Yes. And also, and also, the Woody Woodpecker cartoons aren't as bad as people say they are. Just don't watch anything after before. Don't watch anything after 1950, and you're good. <laughs> <laughs> That was, those are my final words. <laughs> and with that, all I have left to say is for the people at home, hasta luego, mi amigos. Thank you so much for sticking around to the end. If this is your first time listening, I greatly appreciate you sticking around, and I sincerely hope you enjoyed. Um, <laughs> the energy that these two brought for this episode was exactly the energy that I needed. Ah, <laughs> uh, Jesus Christ, Marina, alum, you, you two, good lord! Like, if the energy you brought in that interview is the energy you're going to be bringing to just about whatever animated short you guys are going to be providing, I am all for it. And I certainly cannot wait. How you guys doing? Doing well? Been an interesting week for you guys? It's been an interesting week for me. You know, with certain issues I've been having with stuff, it's got me thinking about the future of this podcast. And I, 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 nothing serious. I'm not, like, quitting or anything like that. But the one thing that I have been thinking of doing, the one thing I really want to do more than anything else, is I want to get the opportunity to get out there and, like, travel and see you guys, see the guests, meet some of the fans. Like, just get an opportunity to really get out there. I There's been so many incredible people that I've gotten to meet in one way or another, whether it be guests that I have directly met or people that I've met because of people that have been on the podcast and there's just so many of you guys doing incredible stuff and at some point like i want to get out of this dinky little you know room that i keep myself into all the time and i want to get out there and see you guys i said this on twitter but at some point like the first big thing i want to do is i want to do like a road trip of some sort i would love to go up to like mainly philly jersey new york those three right there. There are so many of you guys that I've met just in that general area. And I can't guarantee I meet all of you. But, like, come on. I know that I can have, like, a good time, like, for just, like, a week. And meet as many of you as possible. I've also been thinking about a certain event in, I think, Ohio or something like that. I don't know. That I know that a couple of good friends are going to be getting together for. But that's, like, way out in the future that's that's i can't even think about that but or i can but no uh now there's just so much i want to do with you guys like the community that i have built digitally i want to 
have that reassurance that I know that like physically it's there, you know? Or at least at some point I want to be able to prove that like this podcast could be like a physical interview space style podcast instead of it being all digital. Nothing against the digital. Obviously without the digital, I would not have met even half of the artists that I've been able to. But, you know, like I want to, at some point I want to have like a studio. At some point I want to be able to provide people the opportunity to come on in and we have just a nice cool casual vibe that way, you know? I think it'd be fun. But if I'm going to do that... One, I gotta start making money off of this. <laughs> Which is why I'm highly recommending you guys go to the Patreon or to the merch shop if possible. But, uh, no. So, the main thing is, I want to know... First thing I want to do is I want to actually like get out there. I want to meet you guys. I want to meet you all. You all have been so wonderful, and without each and every single one of you guys, I wouldn't be where I am. So... If it is possible, if you can find some way to help me get to that point, I would greatly appreciate it. And by that, just continue showing the support you guys have. Whether it be promoting the podcast where you can or financially backing it with, you know, merch and stuff like that. Yeah, that'd be wonderful. But, you know, I can't bank on that alone. Obviously, I have to pull the work on my end as well. And that's what I'm going to continue to do. Because without the work I've put in already, I wouldn't be where I am. Getting so close to 100. And I got something big planned for you guys. Just got to stay tuned for that one.